Happy New Year to all of you. Those who are online with us now, and those who watch this on our YouTube channel, or listen to it on our website podcast later. I pray that you have found time to have some rest over the festive season, and that you are not entering 2021 worn out and exhausted. Every January, we normally look forward to the Vineyard UK and Ireland National Leaders Conference in Nottingham. It's the last week of the month. This year, things have changed due to COVID. We're not having a National Leaders Conference in Nottingham, but rather a Vineyard National Gathering online. And in preparation for that, John and Debbie Wright, our National Directors, have invited the senior pastors and anyone else to join them in a time of prayer and fasting for 21 days. They have not specified which 21 days, but Jill and I are going to be starting tomorrow and would love you to join us over the next three weeks to fast and pray. John and Debbie have published a 21-day prayer diary with a subject and prayer points for each day which I'll be sending out to you early each morning, starting tomorrow. In their message to the senior pastors, John and Debbie have not prescribed how we are to fast. They have left that that up to us. All they said is they are doing different types of fasts over the 21 days. I believe that most of us, if not all of us, know how to pray. So I'm not going to say a whole lot about prayer. I want to focus mainly on fasting today. I don't know how many of you have heard a sermon on fasting. The last time I taught on fasting in Grace Vineyard was four years ago. So some of you will have heard the teaching. For the rest of you, if this is your first time, I pray that this will be helpful in your walk with Jesus. I want to look at five questions on fasting and hopefully give you the answers. One. Are we still called to fast? Two, who is called to fast? Three, when do we fast? Four, how do we fast? Five, why do we fast? So, firstly, are we still called to fast? Or is it just an Old Testament thing for the Jews? Throughout the Old Testament, we see the Jews being called to fast. In fact, they have three specific days of fasting in their year. I don't want to look at their tradition now, but to answer this question, let us look to Christ as our example and teacher. Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 says this, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Jesus fasted 40 days and nights, and then he was hungry. Not thirsty, but hungry. But I will say a little more about that later. Matthew chapters 5, 6 and 7 are commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. Almost a summary of all of Christ's teachings at one time. He speaks of many great and wonderful things. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus addresses three major issues. Giving, prayer and fasting. As he addresses these three issues, he says, when you not if you. It is something that he expects us to do. They are not optional extras in our Christian walk. Matthew chapter 6, 16 to 18. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth. 
they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you fast is mentioned twice in this short paragraph. It is something Jesus expects us to do. Matthew chapter 9 verses 14 and 15. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. After Jesus has been taken physically from his disciples, then they will be expected to fast. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? If yes, then you are still called to fast. Number two, who is called to fast? As I've just said, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, then you are called to fast. All of God's children are called to fast. And when I say children, I mean our children as well. I'm not talking about babies, but about children, those that can understand an explanation and a teaching. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says this, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not turn from it. How many of you who were brought up as Christians were taught and trained in fasting? Very few, I bet. How many of us are training and teaching our kids about fasting? Not many, I think. All disciples of Christ are called to fast. We have a friend who now lives in Hong Kong who says, when the Bible says all, it means all. If you have any long-term medical conditions, please check with your doctor before you fast. Also, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, then you are excused from fasting. Otherwise, there is no reason to not fast. Thirdly, when do we fast? The Jews had specific days for fasting during the year. Are we to do the same? I don't believe that God wants us to fast ritualistically. That just leads to bondage and smacks of religion. Religious fasting is just that, religious, not led by the Holy Spirit. I do believe that a way of training oneself and the family is to set aside specific days for fasting, be it once a week, once a fortnight, or even once a month to start with. But you need to begin somewhere. Do this as a form of training, a spiritual practice, so that when you are called to fast for longer than one day, it won't be totally alien to you and your family. I'll say a little bit more about fasting once a week later on. The best answer to when do we fast is when you feel God calling you or prompting you to fast and or when you feel you need to seek God's face on an issue. Another time will be when God speaks to the leadership of the church about the whole church fasting. Be it the local church, like Grace Vineyard, or the national church, like the Vineyard UK and Ireland, or Universal Church. This nation has been called to, do, to a day of fasting in the past. 
in, in times of extreme crisis. John and Debbie Wright, as our national leaders, are inviting us to fast alongside them over these 21 days. Fourthly, how do we fast? In Scripture, we see three different types of fast. One, total fast, nothing to eat or drink. Two, a normal fast, nothing to eat, water to drink. Three, partial fast, eating and drinking of certain foods or not eating certain meals of the day. Let's have a look at these three types of fast. Firstly, the total fast. This normally would not be longer than three days. We see this in Scripture. One example is in Esther, chapter 4, verses 15 to 17. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. There are other references, but we don't have time to look at them now. Interestingly, medical science agrees that three days without anything does not harm our bodies. But over three days, and you start depleting the muscles of your body, not just your stored body fat. Secondly, the normal fast. This is where you eat nothing but drink only water. You can do this for up to 40 days. Yes, you will lose a lot of weight, but you'll not damage your body. Medical, medical science agrees with this. We've already seen that Jesus fasted for 40 days and nights in Matthew 4, 1 and 2. And then he was hungry, but not thirsty. Please remember that if you fast, especially long fasts, it must be at the leading of our Heavenly Father through the Holy Spirit. Don't do it just because you want to lose weight. Rather, change your eating and exercise habits if that is your goal. Thirdly, the partial fast. This is where you eat and drink certain things only. This is not one of those fad diets, but being led by the Lord, you give up certain foodstuffs. It's not about Lent either for the Anglo-Catholics among us, where you give up one thing for the 40 days. Daniel is most probably the best example of someone who did a partial fast. You might hear people talking about doing a Daniel fast. Daniel and his three friends were chosen to be trained to work in the king's service. They were to be trained for three years and then brought into his service. We read this in Daniel chapter 1, verse 5 and then verses 8 through to 16. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord the King, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men of your age? The King would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, 
Please test your servants for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food, and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for ten days. At the end of the ten days they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. Daniel and his friends refused to eat the fancy food and drink the wine from the king's table while they were undergoing their three years of training. Instead, they ate only vegetables and drank only water. Another example is found in Daniel chapter 10 verses 1 to 3. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel, who was called Balthazar. Its message was true and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Now this is why people often do a three-week Daniel fast where they eat only vegetables and drink only water. Sometimes fruit juice is also taken instead of just water. Another type of partial fast, which we don't really see in scripture, but often in church history, is where a meal is skipped. Giving up one meal a day. Many of the great men and women of God who were often used during revivals or in intercession would miss either a midday or evening meal and spend that time in prayer. This was done almost daily, not just once or twice a week. Interestingly, in all my readings, I've never read of anybody skipping breakfast, which is the most important meal of the day, nutritionists tell us. God obviously agrees. For the married couples among us, when you are fasting, it's also time to cease sexual relations and replace it with prayer. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 4 to 5. The wife's body does not belong to her, to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Fifthly, why do we fast? It's to bring our bodies, our flesh, under the authority of our spirit, for our spirit guides us. God communicates with us spirit to spirit, his Holy Spirit to our spirit. If our bodies control us, then we are not being led and guided by the Spirit. Now how many of us eat just because we want to, not because we have to? I know I do it. So why do we fast? Because God has called us and instructed us to fast. God wants to speak to us, but we are so caught up with the things that we never make time to hear from Him. God calls us to set time aside where we subject the will of our body, the desire for food, to the will of the Spirit, to commune with God. Why do we fast in times of crisis? 
to hear from God and get his perspective on things, to call out to him, for him to rescue us from that which is threatening us, be it famine, disease, drought, floods, war, political and or economic disaster. Why do we fast in good times? To hear from God and to not become complacent. To seek his face and to know his will. To be a blessing and to set the captives free. Matthew chapter 17 verses 14 to 21 says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast him out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Isaiah 58 verses 1 to 9 Shout it aloud, do not hold back, raise your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their rebellion to the house of Jacob their sin. For day after day they seek me out, they seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just, just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting you do as you please and you exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one, one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe him, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, Here am I. Fasting is not just about giving up food, drink, and for the married ones, lovemaking, but it is also about providing for and blessing those that are needy and oppressed. Now earlier I said I would say more about fasting once a week. When we finish these 21 days of fasting, can I challenge all of us to continue to fast at least one day a week? You decide which day it'll be. We don't need a roster or calendar of who is fasting when. 
Do it in secret. Don't let others know. Now, on the day that you fast, work out approximately how much you would have spent on food that day and take that amount and put it towards blessing someone who God leads you to bless. Either someone each week or at the end of the month with the four weeks savings. This is why we fast. Isaiah chapter 58 verses 8 and 9 again. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and you will say, here am I. We fast to be in the presence of the Lord, to hear him speak to us and to have him lead and guide us. We use the time we would normally be eating to spend in prayer and in the presence of God. Till and I have been invited by John and Debbie Wright to pray and fast over this 21-day period. And we would love for you to join us over the next 21 days and then to set aside a day a week to fast and pray thereafter. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are a God who loves us. You are a God who sees our every need. You see our hearts. You know us so well, Father. Thank you that you have called us to fast. And Father, I want to say sorry that I haven't been as diligent as I should be in my times of fasting and praying. Lord, help us now to be those who will heed your call, who will respond to your call, and choose to fast and to pray over these next 21 days. And then thereafter, to hear from you and to be led by you as to when and how to fast on a daily or a weekly or a monthly way. Thank you, Lord. Bless us. Hear our prayers. Thank you, Lord. Amen.